Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Passion for the Pastime. Man, I haven't heard this podcast intro in a while. It might be uh, might be time to update that, baby. We'll, we'll get you a new one. We'll get you a new one for the start of the 2023 season because, after all, the 2023 season is upon us. I hope you can hear the joy, the smile. I, I hope you can, you can tell that I have a huge smile on my face as I say that. The 2023 baseball season is upon us. Yes, we haven't started spring training, but pitchers and catchers, are reporting next week. It is exciting. It is, it is an exciting time to be a baseball fan. But this episode, we're not going to talk so much. I mean, we're going to talk baseball, of course. That's what we do on this podcast. We talk ball all the time. And when I'm not on the podcast, I'm talking ball with, uh, with my buddies. I'm talking, with ball, I'm talking ball with everyone at my job. That, that's, just, that's just what we do, baseball heads. But before we get into, you know, Everything about the game and everything uh, that goes on about the like what happens <laughs> before we get into all of that, we have to get into the rule changes. I know, I know, it's a fun topic. Actually, it's it's quite interesting, um, especially if you're a baseball head, because we're, we're going to have a conversation here with uh, with Jorge Castillo, and he put out a a nice piece in the LA Times detailing the the changes coming to Major League Baseball. Uh, and a lot of them have been discussed over the last couple of years. A lot of them have been uh, trial runs in the minor leagues, mainly the the pitch clock. Pitch clock is going to be uh, something implemented in the 2023 season, something new. But if you've gone to minor league games, especially uh, me being having a having a role at the River Cats, I've seen the the pitch clock being implemented. I've been on that side uh, of a fast-paced game, and honestly, you you don't really notice the difference. I think the big difference is going to be with uh, with the players, with the pitchers, uh, with the batters, because it's going to take them out of their routine. And baseball players, they are creatures of habit, so it's going to be very interesting. Uh, at some point, I'd like to have a uh, a player's perspective on this uh, after they they go through some of these uh, changes here. Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk to some to some minor league players uh, here. In the next month or so, but but yeah, the pitch clock has always been a talked about uh, rule change. It's it's been writing on the wall for some time now. But some other rule changes that are coming to Major League Baseball, and again, I, I don't know why they're throwing all of these changes at it. people. Don't like changes. Players don't like changes. Human beings just don't like changes. I don't understand why they're throwing all of these uh, changes at us all at once. I mean, four rule changes, four major rule changes uh, here this season. So we have the pitch clock, and then you have bigger bases. Again, I don't know what that's going to add, but hey, you, you never know. Uh, it might it might have a player who has average speed or, or you know, just anybody, any, any type of player that may try to st- stretch a single into a double. I mean, it could create those those action plays that we desperately need in the game of baseball so you have the bigger bases uh you also have limitations on p- 
pitcher, I guess in quotation, I will say disengagements because it's not only necessarily a pickoff. That's what they call it, the pickoff rule. Um, but it is disengagement. So whether you're p- pitching off or, or, you're, or you're picking off to, to first base or second base or whatever base that you're, uh, that you're looking at, that is uh, not only the case, it's also if you step off of the mound. So that's a rule change. And then the, f- the final rule change uh, is going to be the defensive restrictions or, I guess, the anti-shift. They're taking the shift away in a sense. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. We're going we're gonna to dive into all that. We're going to dive into all these rule changes with Jorge Castillo. I am excited to be back talking baseball with every single one of you. And thank you for coming back to the baseball podcast. So passion for the pastime. And uh, welcome to another season where we kick this thing off. On the other side, we're going to be talking rule changes with Jorge Castillo of the LA Times. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Passion for the Pastime Podcast. I am your host, Walter, and it is that time of year, or we're getting close to that time of year where we can watch baseball every single day uh, for a full season. We're creeping up on spring training, but before we get to that, we have a lot of rule changes that we have to take a look at, and I bring in my guest, my first guest of this season, Jorge Castillo. Uh, He covers the Dodgers, covers baseball for the LA Times. Jorge, welcome to the show. Uh, Thank you for taking the time, man. How you doing? No problem, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All good here, man. Just getting ready for spring training uh, here in a few days next week. <laughs> yeah, pitchers and catchers reporting and uh, everyone else shortly after that. It's it's a really uh, magical time. I love going out to uh, Arizona, heading out to Scottsdale for the Giants. Um, it's it's a fun time uh, over there in Arizona. Right now, actually, they got all the all the Super Bowl stuff going on. Didn't make the trip for that, but uh, it's it's a good time right now in Arizona. Good time for baseball. Uh, but before we get into any baseball talk, man, because there's a lot that has changed over the offseason, not just counting, uh, you know, players going from different teams and all that kind of stuff. We have a lot of rule changes. I think the most rule changes that we've ever had in one offseason. So let's kind of dissect it. I kind of want to get into the fun one a little bit. Uh, the pizza boxes, the, the 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 bases are getting bigger and shortening the base paths by, I believe, four inches or something like that. And I just want to look at that because I should tell you uh, a little funny, funny story about me is as a kid, I would uh, I would go to or if I couldn't make it to the diamond, I would go to a uh, to an Arco gas station right in San Francisco. Grew up in in San Francisco. Uh, we would go to a, a, a Arco gas station with all the buddies after school. We'd have some pizza and we'd use those pizza boxes uh, as the bases. Right, you have a have a cone over there for third base. You have the pizza box for home plate. So now that we get to see it in uh, in baseball, it's uh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, um, it's. Uh... It's probably the, the weirder one. I don't know. I feel like all these rules changes at first going to be a little weird. Um, I wonder how noticeable it's going to be for the average casual fan who just shows up to the stadium. They probably wouldn't even notice it. But I think people, obviously, who are really into the game and, and watching all these games, they're going to notice something a little different. Um, yeah, basically the idea is, you know, um, fewer injuries maybe, you know, more more opportunity for guys to, to run through the bag at first base without stepping on stepping on an ankle or – Someone at second base, you know, putting a tag down from the uh, you know, from a, on a throw from the catcher, not you know, not stepping on a guy's hand. There's also like just the fact that now it's like it's easier to get to second base, right, from first base. Um, you know, it's a it's a little closer. Um, maybe that leads to more steals, uh, at least uh, steal attempts. Um, so it's, it's one of the changes that that's coming. One of the four major changes, I would say. I, I kind of categorized it before uh, major changes, but that's one of them, and uh, it's kind of interesting to see. Um, where this goes. 
Yeah, definitely. And uh, and I believe I'm not sure exactly what the ex- exact si- uh, size difference is of the bases, but uh, I believe it's around four inches of what they uh, cut off from uh, base to base. So it's no longer a free 90 feet, right? It's it's, it's not a 90 yeah, feet yeah. anyway, anyway uh, or anymore. It's a it's an 86 uh, inches or, or or 86, uh, you know. So so uh, it's it's yeah, kind of funny. Or 89. Be, yeah, the number. It's going to be 18 inches square up from 15 inches square. So it's more, it's three inches bigger square. Okay. And then it's going to be uh, the distance between bases reduced by four and a half inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right. So which takes out the, the, the whole 90 feet thing kind of out of the, <laughs> the equation, I guess. Right. We're, but, we're still uh, going to call it 90 feet. We're still going to call it 90 feet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still, we still call up. the umpires blue. We still call <laughs> the umpires blue and they wear black every day. So. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, yeah. So, so I just want to get your, your thoughts on this. I mean, uh, the, the base changes, obviously we're, we're not going to talk too much on it. So this will probably be the last uh, comment on, uh, on the sizes of the bases uh i've seen them in in pictures or or uh, projections of of what they'll look like it does look um kind of weird but you know outside of that is, is there really going to be a added difference with shortening the bases as you said by by four inches uh from first to second from from second to third is, is there really going to be that much of a drastic change with just such a such a minor uh change yeah, I don't know. Probably not. Um, I think this is more of a, you know, maybe a little, you know, nudge in a direction. But I, I don't think this is going to, like, systematically change baseball or, you know, the way, right. you know, teams sort of strategize with the run game. Something that we've seen teams obviously get away from, the idea of the stolen base. I think this is to encourage them. Maybe a team does realize over time, I think this is going to take a lot of time. All these rules changes, the impact um, not all of them. I think, you know, a couple of them, the impact is not going to be felt for a while. It's not going to be, you know, right off the bat one weekend. It might be halfway through the season. It might be next season. It might be two years from now. Um, I think it's going to be a sort of a slow impact in terms of, you know, teams maybe realizing, you know what, there is something here with these larger bases. Uh, it is a little easier to steal. So maybe we, in free agency, uh, if there's two guys out there, we want to play uh, right field. And there's, they're sort of even for us. They're available for the same amount of money. Maybe we give the tiebreaker to the guy who can run, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, maybe when you're in the minor leagues, they're developing guys too or looking for guys, drafting guys, signing guys who can run a little more. You know, maybe that that's sort of – it's not going to be a huge shift. It's going to be a slow, slow sort of, you know, just uh, – it's just a slow change, man. I, I don't expect it to be a big wave. All of a sudden things are going to be different. Well, and you know what's interesting, and we're talking with uh, Jorge, Jorge Castillo of the L.A. Times, covers baseball, covers the uh, L.A. Dodgers down there. Um, you, you know what's interesting is we talk about the bases, right? And, and we're going to switch into another uh, rule change, which is the pickoff limit. I think that the bases plus the pickoff limits is going to be um, kind of where you start to see the uh, the added benefit, right? Because the pickoff limits, I mean, first, first of all, just kind of tell us what the limits are going to be um now for pitchers and is it is it only for a whole game is it is it mar- marked off uh between batters innings how, how is this structured for the pitch pickoff limits yeah so i think this 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 one is going to be more impactful i think than people realize um i do think that this is going to create a game within the game so basically you're allowed to Pitchers are now for the first time ever limited in how many times they can pick off. They can do – they're calling it, you know, quote-unquote, two disengagements. Mm-hmm. So pick-offs or step-offs. 
if a pitcher disengages a third time for a pickoff attempt or just steps off, the runner advances the first base if uh, or advances one base if the attempt fails. So if he picks off a third time or disengages for the third time for a pickoff, he has to get the guy out or the guy takes the, takes the next base, or whether it's, you know, first or second, second or third, third to home. Um, I love this rule. This is, this is, I, I've been asking for this rule since I first started covering baseball. It's been, you know, almost 10 years now. Um, I just think this, this creates, you know, the, the, there's always, you know, t- there are some times where pitchers pick off because they actually think the guy's going to run. It's fewer and fewer far between nowadays just because guys don't run anymore. Teams don't want to run. But most of the time, guys, there are often times when guys are just throwing over because they don't feel comfortable because they want to – they feel tired. Um, they're not in sync with the catcher. You know, they're wasting time. So I think this is a great way to speed up the game. Now, the other aspect of this is, all right, let's say you're Trey – and I talked to Trey Turner last summer, you know, about the possibility of a pickoff attempt type of thing. He wasn't really into it. I think a lot of these players, at least the ones that I, you know, I've talked to, some of them, are just really slow to like embrace change. They don't like change. Um, Change scares them. Even, you know, for like this rule, I think is going to help someone like Trey Turner tremendously. You know, the idea that he can, you know, he's going to lead off a little bit to say, you know, and the pitch is worried about him. You know, one of the fastest guys in the game, he's going to pick off. And if he does pick off, you know, Trey knows that he has one left, right? Trey Turner knows that this guy has one pickoff left before he's forced to throw home or, or, you know, throw me out at first. Maybe he, maybe he thinks, you know what, this guy's too scared to throw over to me. So he's going to take another step in his leadoff, and he's going to go, you know. Yeah. Um, it's a game within a game. Because, you know, if, 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 he does pick, if he does unsuccessfully pick him off twice or disengage twice, that third time it might lead to a pitch out, mm-hmm. which we haven't seen in how long, you right. know. <laughs> the idea, you know, like this, this, this opens up the game a little bit. It adds a game within the game that used to exist in baseball. Um, and I think that, you know, I don't know how old you are, man, but, like, I grew up in, you know, late 90s, 2000s when I really got into baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, and there was a lot of ba- there was a lot of, you know, base stealing. It was another aspect of baseball and another aspect, frankly, that we all loved. You know, we all, you know, we, we all knew guys who stole bases. And it was a cool aspect of the game that adds excitement and adds action. And frankly, this is also just going to speed up the game a little bit. I don't think it's going to be like speeding it up by four minutes. It's going to be speeding it up by maybe a minute per game. I don't know um, this this part of it, but I think it's a great great rule to to add. I know people are like, well, you know, it's part you know part of the game is picking guys off. Yeah, but this adds and this changes the game a little bit, but there's still a game. You know, it's funny, Jorge. Uh, you, you mentioned you know the growing up and watching baseball, dude. I could I could tell you remembering going to then uh, AT and T Park over here in San Francisco, and when a guy would get on base, when someone would get on base, that's when the action happened, right? Because because that's when you start seeing the psychological warfare when a guy would take a suicide lead, or you know he'd he'd uh, he'd he'd just be messing with the 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 psyche. Of of the pitcher, right, and and you can always tell, like, oh, this this guy's leaning this way, he's taking off, he's taking off, like it would almost become a game, like you said, a game within the game, uh, and I love that aspect of baseball, right, and I, I don't know if the casual fan sees it as that, but you know, baseball diehards like yourself and 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 like me, uh, you know, <laughs> we we look at those aspects of the game, so yeah, with this added rule, I think that there's going to be a, a lot of of game within the game situations to where there's going to be a lot of excitement between pitches that a lot of people tend to not uh, 
pay attention to as much anymore because it just isn't there anymore. We're talking with Jorge Castillo uh, of LA Times, and I just wanted to go back a little bit more on the on the pick on the pickoff limit. So, is this the limits, or is it during at bats, during per at bat, or is it innings? How how is it uh, determined? I think it's per at bat. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but let me make sure on that. Um, yeah, but I'm pretty sure it's per at bat. Uh, guys can just keep picking off and picking off, picking off. Right, right, um, right. You're, um, not, you're not going to see the 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 three uh, consecutive uh, pickoff attempts anymore. <laughs> it's going to be yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be strategic. I mean, that's what you have to do. So, uh, assuming, and I'm going back to Trey Turner because you brought him up and you cover the Dodgers, and he is a fantastic uh, base stealer and has a lot of speed. So you're saying that on the third attempt. So after the after the second disengagement, right, either a step off or a, a pitch or a pitch out or or a pickoff attempt. So after that, the third one, they have to get him out, or it's a free base regardless. Yeah, so they have to get the guy out of, uh, at first, second, third, whatever they're disengaged, yeah. like picking off for. Yeah, okay. so that guy gets the next base. Yes, um, that to me. So like, I, you know. I think it's going to be cool to see it, right? The yes, issue man. right now with baseball is there aren't a lot of – guys have not been, you know, trained. Um, their mindset is not to run. Um, there aren't a lot of guys who, you know, in baseball nowadays, in Major League Baseball nowadays, who, you know, who in the minors and in the majors, you know, running has running been part of the game. Even if they're fast and athletic and great base runners and, you know, to, uh, you know quick to, you know, with, with great jumps. We have not – guys are not been sort of um, – training that way now i think over time right if this rule combined with the base rule you know creates a situation where teams realize there's a potential you know like this is all about market inefficiencies right or the idea of you know gaining any marginal you know advantage right if in the future you know maybe by the end of the season teams do their studies and they're like you know what this is actually a game changer you know this is a big difference we should we should target guys who can steal bases whether in free agency in, in the draft um you know Picking up minor league free agents, whatever you know, anything, um, you know, bolstering your 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 farm system and your roster with guys who can run, who want to run, who aren't just fast but know how to steal a base, which is something that's you know, it's kind of weird to say, but it's not as you know as prevalent as as it used to be, right? I don't think everybody knows how to steal a base, uh, you know, well, just like not everybody nowadays knows how to bunt. You know, right. things have changed. It's right? a lost art. So it's like, a lost art of the game. It's a, yeah, th- there's an art to stealing a base. It's not about just being fast. Right. So um, I'm super interested in that aspect as well. You know, you know, mid-season, do teams uh, like maybe do a subtle shift in how they operate? Next year, the year after that, the year after, you know, whatever, you know. And I'm interested to see how this uh, impacts development and how players are chosen. The guys who get to play in the major leagues, even in the minor leagues, you know, who gets drafted? Where do they get drafted? Who gets brought up? Who gets, you know, promoted? Who gets – whose skill set is more valued? You know, maybe whereas, like, a couple of years ago, it was station-to-station guys who pulled the ball, um, or, you know, who hit a bunch of fly balls, you know, hit the ball in the air a lot, right? Maybe they take they go away from that a little bit for guys who can run a little bit. You know, I'm super fascinated by that, how this impacts not just the action in the game, but the roster construction to, you know, to take advantage of these rule changes. We're talking with Jorge Castillo of the LA Times, and you you brought up the word shift twice in our conversation already. And let's let's shift the conversation to the defensive alignment uh, restrictions that are going to be taking place 
in uh, 2023. So a big topic of conversation for years has been the shift. And we saw it up here in San Francisco with Brandon Belt all the time. I know you saw it down there with Cody Bellinger. Just it was almost rare to almost see a defensive alignment play straight up. And when you did, you were just like, wow, this guy can really hit because they're not shifting him. (laughs) There's there's no number. You got to just play him straight up. What's the new look that we're expecting uh, with the shift this year with with the restrictions? Yeah, so it's not as drastic, I think, as people say, you know, the, the, as people would hope. I think it's too drastic for some people, not drastic enough for another. I, I, to be honest, it probably doesn't really satisfy too many people, mm-hmm. this rule, right? Um, but as, as you mentioned, it's just something that's been around the game. It's kind of ridiculous, to be honest, man. Like last, <laughs> you know, just covering the Dodgers, being around the Dodgers, you know, the Padres are putting Manny Machado in like a in like right field yeah um they've done that a few times and it's just like you know we yeah the four outfielder thing and yeah yeah, it's just it's just kind of strange um to see it to be honest you know i'm i i I initially was like you know what these guys need to adjust you know figure it out you know um again this is me never having to throw you know hit a 98 mile an hour fastball (laughs) easy for us to say right easy for us to say right right adjust to it yeah yeah, adjust to it now i think there's been enough time They've given enough time for the industry, players, coaches, front offices to adjust, right, to the shift. Um, and Major League Baseball, I think, a little late, you know, realized that, wait, these guys aren't adjusting. What they're trying to do is just hit the ball over them. And by trying to hit the ball over them, they're striking out more. Um, there's less action. Um, you know, it's either – it's a, the three true outcomes. It's, you know, walk, you know, walk, stolen, base, home run. We Like, that's not action. Right. We, fans don't go, yeah, okay, maybe if a guy is like is closing in on 20 strikeouts instead of a starting pitcher, which will never happen because starting pitchers don't throw the ball, you know, go <laughs> exactly. deep the games anymore. <laughs> but, like, we, we don't go there to see a bunch of guys strike out walking, you know. Yep. I mean, home runs are cool, obviously. It's a big deal. But, you know, like, let's, let's mix it up. Diversity is, is important, I think, um, in this aspect. So, yeah, so basically what Major League Baseball is doing is they're just saying – you must have four players in the infield. You know, no, none of more. There's Manny Machado's chilling in right field thing. None of the four outfielder thing. None of that. And you got to have at least two infielders entirely on either side of second base. The penalty is a is an automatic ball. Um, now, the person who says, "Well, why are we dictating how defenses you know play? Like you know, these guys need to adjust." There's that camp. Obviously, we've heard of over the years. They aren't happy with this. Then there's the other camp where. They want more drastic changes, right? They want the idea of like, you know, actually like now, now guys are just, let's say uh, it's a left-handed hitter. Now the shortstop is going to be just shaded a little bit to the left of second base. And he's going to run over, you know, right over to the right of second base as soon as the pitch is thrown. Right. You know, and it's going to create sort of the same effect that we used to have. Right. It's the, uh, now the, the difference is these guys do have to be on the grass. I think that's a big change. The second baseman cannot be in shallow right field. Um, so there, there's that aspect. I, you know, I think it's a step in the right direction, man. Like I, I like I said, initially I was very much against the shift, mm-hmm. um, the idea of like making defenses change for, but pitchers, pitchers are throwing harder than than ever, um, and now you add this aspect of it, the idea, you know, hitters have changed, created less action. The game has gotten too much in the pitcher's favor, in my opinion. I think a lot of people's opinions, mm-hmm. um, and I think we just want more diverse action. We just want more variety of action. We want a double once in a while. God forbid we get a triple, you know, um, <laughs> things like that. We just want different things. Um, I think that's we want, you know, anytime you go to a movie, you don't want the movie to be predictable. 
you want to be surprised. You want right. action. You want different things. It's enter- it's just entertainment at the end of the day. And you know, players, I guess they're, they're slow to change, but you know, players aren't paying their own salaries. You know, it's the people who watch the games and major. It's on Major League Baseball's shoulders. You know, the, the commissioner. I know he's not the most popular guy for good reason, but it's on that on that group of people to make sure this game is still entertaining for you know. Not just for the hardcore fan, for the, for a casual fan to go to a, you know to the ball game, and not just go to a ball game, watch it on television. So, um, I think it's a, it's a it's a step in the right direction. I'm curious as to how it plays out. Um, again, this is the type of thing where it might not the impact, you know, the total impact is not going to be felt right away. I think there will be an impact at this uh, pretty quickly. But again, I'm super fascinated about how this impacts roster construction, free agency. The idea of a left-handed hitter, maybe his OPS jumps up 15, 20 points because um, that, that, you know, blooper and shallow right field or that line drive or that ground ball to the right side gets through and his batting average goes five points and his OBP goes up to five points and his slugging percentage goes up six points. Um, and that impacts how maybe how these guys get paid. Um, maybe teams aren't, won't be as reluctant to go after a left-handed slugger like a Cody Bellinger or a court. This, this is like, I mean, Corey Seager got paid, but this is going to help tremendous. A guy like Corey Seager is going to get, he's, his numbers are going to get better, you, you would think on paper. Um, so I, I'm super fascinated by that impact and how that, imp, again, impacts roster construction, impacts how these front offices think. And again, just it's going to be cool to see um, more action. I think fans are going to like it, uh, which probably leads to the next rule, right? Just the idea of more action and, and speeding things up. But uh, yeah, I, I think this is a, a move in the right direction. Definitely. We're talking with Jorge Castillo of the LA Times, and uh, we're talking about the shift. We're going to get into uh, the pitch clock. I just have one more question for you, because a lot of the uh, focus on the shift and and the defensive uh, restrictions have been on the infield. Now, are are there any restrictions in the outfield? Because we've seen two-player outfields before, and that could possibly be implemented because you can't put a Manny Machado out there in shallow right uh, but you could put the left fielder. Like, like is that something that, that we can possibly see at some point? Yeah, because it's not um, it's not restricted. <laughs> so so, so there is a hole that, that managers might uh, might exploit at some point in, in the season. Yeah, yeah, just the idea of putting five infielders in there, a two-man outfield. Um, we've seen that done before. Usually, like, you know, two outs in the ninth inning guy on third base, base right. is loaded, and, you know, the team needs to um, avoid – they need to stop the team from scoring, whatever, to, to lose the game, right? But, um, yeah, we've seen that before. Um, I'm curious. I don't know. Are these guys, you know, risky enough to do a two-man infield more often? We'll see. Um, <laughs> and it's the type of thing where Major League Baseball, you know, they could decide. I don't know if they do it midseason. I doubt it. But, you know, next offseason, they'll, they can they can look at it and be like, you know what, this two-man outfield thing got too crazy. Let's, uh, let's take that one out, too. Um <laughs> But as of right now, there's really no outfield restriction. Just this is a uh, focus on the infield. All right. Well, it's, it's going to get wacky. I feel in, in this year, <laughs> this season, there there might be a lot of uh, a lot of uh, experimentation in the 2023 uh, baseball season. All right, man. Let, let's uh, let's go ahead and switch over to uh, to the pitch clock. Uh, what is the the pitch clock, and and how is that going to uh, change the pace of baseball in 2023? Yeah. So this is uh, basically. Rob Manfred, as I wrote, I wrote this, it's his pet project. Um, this is something he really wanted to do. Um, you know, games have gone over three hours, averaging over three hours for years now. It used to not be this way. Um, you know, back in the day, right, even before I was born and watching baseball and stuff, you know, games used to be, 
two and a half hours, you know, as low as two hours. Um, you know, it, it's it, they used to be way different. Um, this is not going to be so over over the last couple of years. Um, you know, Major League Baseball has implemented a pitch clock in the minor leagues. This will not be the same as the minor leagues. Last year, for example, they implemented it in AAA and saw tremendous success. Yep. Um, they saw, a, you know, I think it was like a half hour. Um, it was shaved almost. Yeah, it was drastic. It was a drastic hour. change. 20, <laughs> it was a 25 minutes, 25 minutes. I got the information here in front of yeah. me. 25 minutes were shaved off games. And everyone who wow. watched the game, you know, I, I, uh, I talked to, um, you know, follow on Twitter, the Dodgers, um, uh, AAA broadcast, Alex Friedman, he, you know, right. he yeah. tweets a lot about this stuff and he says it's a game changer he, and he, he loves it. And this is a guy who loves baseball. who has been around it for years, you know, following his AAA team and calling their games. He said, it's great. And, um, I think it's going to be good now. It's not going to be the same, right? So major league baseball's version for 2023, it's going to be a 15 second timer between pitches with the bases empty 15 hmm. seconds. Okay. Um, it was 14 in the minors. So, you know, one extra second. Mm-hmm. Um, with runners on base, it'll be 20 seconds. Um, in the minors, it was 18. In AAA, it was 19. So an extra second from AAA. Okay. Um, and then like the minors, there'll be a 30-second timer between batters. Uh, this is going to affect guys. I think this is the one that's going to affect people the most, um, pitchers, you know, pitchers especially, obviously, right? And it's not going to be as noticeable to to the you know to us like watching the game because mm-hmm. we don't know how these guys feel. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of, it's reached the point I think where guys were using all that time really just to you know to get back to like 100, close to 100 percent as possible to just throw as hard as possible, mm-hmm. um, basically right to find a rhythm to you know it's going to be interesting to see whether this impacts velocity. I'm interested to see you know if, if you are limited in how much time you can take between um, pitches, you're not going to be as, you know, 100, you know, as recovered as you were if you took an extra 10 sec, five, 10 seconds when you're tired. What does that lead to? Does that lead to a drop off in velocity, a noticeable drop off? Does that lead to injury? Cause you're still trying to throw hard. Um, that kind of thing. I'm super interested in seeing, I, I, you know, people talking to people, you know, I think some people love it. Pitches aren't thrilled about it. They're a little worried about it. I think, uh, coaching staff's a little worried about it. That's going to take um, some time to get used to, man. I, I think this is the one in spring training where it's going to be a little weird. It's going to be a little weird seeing a clock that people actually pay attention to. There's always been a clock there in the last few years. I don't think anyone right. noticed it, right. but it's been there. This one is actually going to be – I wonder if there's going to be like a countdown, like a buzzer. I don't know. What, I don't know how they're going to do this. But <laughs> Yeah, um, horn, horns just going off when uh... – Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> like a horn goes off. Uh, I don't know how they're yeah. going to do this one. But, yeah, but – um. Hey man, like I think a game under three hours, that's that's you know that's that's the goal, and it should be the goal. And it's not because we don't love baseball; it's just because I want we, we want we want we want to see baseball played. We don't want to see guys standing on a baseball field. Right. <laughs> like we just we just want to see baseball being played. I think, uh, and you know, speeding things up. It's better for television. You know, a nice tidy window of you know fewer three than three hours is great for television. Um, and I think it's just a it, again, I think it's a step in the right direction. Uh, maybe it's too drastic. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just right. We'll see. Uh, based on based on what I heard from people who played in AAA, mm-hmm. it's it's a great it's a great move um, that helps the game and the, and the players get used to it and they don't even think twice about it. I'll tell you. I mean, it will make the casual fan pay more attention because I remember I can remember countless times where I was. 
uh, either in San Jose in, in, in a low A for the Giants or uh, in Sacramento, triple A team uh, for the Giants. And I remember I'll be up there with, with my buddies just talking. All of a sudden, it's the fourth inning, and it's been 50 minutes. So, I mean, you have to really pay attention uh, to, to the game or else it's just going to fly by. You're not even going to notice uh, what what occurred. So it's going to be a really big difference. I do – I, I want to say, have you been down to – uh, Dodger Stadium recently, like in the off season, have you have you seen where, uh, yeah. where they're uh, where they're placing the pitch clock? Because the only reason I ask is uh, because I was just at uh, at at Oracle um, last weekend for for FanFest. I was covering the event and um, and they actually have the pitch clocks on the dugouts is is the placement of it. So the pitcher because before we used to have it on um, on the batter's eye out in center field under the scoreboard. Uh, for the for the clock in between innings, but now the the clock is right there on the dugout, so the pitcher will be able to see it. Yeah, actually, I we I was at Fan Fest on Saturday there at Dodger Stadium. I I didn't get a good view really mm. of the stadium, like the actual field, the park okay. um, inside because we were kind of in the bullpen. So okay, um, I didn't get a chance to really see that. I wasn't really looking for it to be honest. It wasn't pointed out. Um, but yeah, that's actually interesting. I'm, I, I'm interested by all those sort of things because, yeah. you know, no, we don't really think about it right now, but it does have an impact on the aesthetics of a, of a game. I think you'll, hear play, you'll definitely hear players complain about it. That's just the way it is. They don't like change. Um, but you know, like people didn't want the DH in the National League a couple of years ago, me included. Hey, no me, one's me complaining too. about that anymore. Me too. Yeah, hey, you know, like, you're right. That, you're right. I actually enjoy you know, it. Like <laughs> that was, that was last year, you know, like. No one cares. No one even thought about it by like June. Like it's just, you know, I think it's like anything. It's with anything. People don't like change. But you know, something I always point out to is the NBA changes rules a lot. The NFL changes rules a lot. Um, you know, these these other sports are adapting to you know what they believe will create more entertainment. They're adapting to the times, right? And I think baseball should to follow suit. I'm not, I'm not saying you know you know, change the sport completely. But I think the idea of trying to create more action is a good one and speeding the game up. It's not about shortening the game. It's about bringing more action to the game. Right. And, you know, just fewer, fewer dead moments um, in the game. I think that's, that's the, the, the best way to go about it. And I think this is these rules, maybe it's a lot at once. <laughs> it is a lot at once. Yep. It's interesting how they went this route, but it's uh, I think in the other day, at the end of the day, like I, I don't even know if we're gonna really care about any of these rules, like negatively. I don't think anyone's gonna be like, oh, this this sucks, you know, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, uh, I think it's gonna be fine. I'll tell you this, Jorge. I'm excited after having this conversation and understanding the rule changes. Uh, I'm excited for baseball to get underway because I do think, uh, as you said, the, the pace of game, the uh, the just action, like the the minimal um, non-action plays in between play, like it's, it's just going to be. I think there's going to be a lot of action uh, in this 2023 season. I think fans will get uh, get behind it, support it, and it's just going to be an, an adjustment. It will be an adjustment. Uh, but I, I'm I'm excited for the season, man. I I, uh, I, I can't wait to see these these uh, pit or these you know the pitch clock, the pitch off limit, all all these rule changes finally implemented in MLB and Major League Baseball. So it's going to be really fun, Jorge. I really uh, want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, man. Getting me excited, getting everyone excited that was listening to the podcast uh, for the baseball season. So thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll talk soon. Hey, no problem, man. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. All right, and again, that was Jorge Castillo.
beat writer for the Dodgers, covers baseball over there for the Los Angeles Times. And that was uh, that was really informative. Uh, we got a lot of rules to uh, dissect, to look for at the start of the 2023 season. But I don't know about you guys, but I am excited for this season to get underway. Talking about all these rule changes, we got we have to we have to be up to date. We have to know what is going on, what to expect, so that on opening day for spring training, because you're going to see a lot of these rule changes uh, happen in spring training as well. If you're watching it on TV or you're listening to it uh, on the radio, you're going to see. Or if you're down there, if you're down there in person, you're going to see the differences, uh, and you're, it's going to be noticeable. I mean, some may be not as noticeable as others. But uh, there are going to be rule changes and didn't want to catch you by surprise come spring training, come opening day. So, again, I want to thank uh, Jorge Castillo for stopping by the podcast to break down all those rule changes. And we're going to keep talking about those rule changes uh, as we go through spring training because I'm sure that we're going to see them being implemented. And maybe, you know, they're going to have to work out the kinks here and there. But we're going to be uh, following it all season long, definitely with spring training right around the corner. So, again, I want to thank Jorge Castillo. Theo for joining the podcast and I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I am excited to be back to be back to talk baseball with you guys every single week. Uh, and we're going to be talking to a lot of different people this year, uh, as, as well as our regulars. We're going to have our Dan Hayes. We're going to have our Disha Thosars. We're going to have our Kerry Crowleys. Hey, might even have Marty Lurie pop in uh, every now and then. But yes, we are back at it. It is baseball season once again right upon us. And in my opinion, the best season of them all. So again, thank you for joining in on Passion for the Pastime. Make sure to tune in all season long. You guys take care, be safe, and I'll talk to you next time.